Blog Talk Radio. What, what, what is love? Let's all take three deep breaths as we begin to join our breath with God's breath. Breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your mouth. On a mountain, in a valley, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of the flames. I beheld only Let us continue to join our breaths with the breath of God as together we celebrate peace. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara and Brian is on the other line. Breathing in together. Good morning, morning, Mara. Good morning, Brian. How are you today? I am fantastic. Wonderful. And let us keep this breath and energy as we listen to these words, as we invite in the spirit within each of us to guide us to a holy union in this space now. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent that spirit within us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because that spirit within us will direct us. We are content to be wherever the Spirit guides us, knowing it is always there. We will be healed as we let us, let it guide us back to ourselves. Hmm. That is so lovely. That is so lovely. Every week, I hear what Brian reads or says or has memorized, and I am so soothed by the words because they are a reminder that I am enough just as I am, just what we call this show, You Are Okay. And today's topic is going to be the beauty of imperfection. And Brian and I are going to talk about letting go of the need to be perfect in exchange for the peace of being enough. And I can say to you, my friend, that we certainly want to hear how you're dealing with those imperfect moments and your accomplishment in reaching out to be your highest self in those times that you can and you do. The number is one six four six five nine five three five eight four. Please feel comfortable calling in. Generally, we have this idea in our heads that we are supposed to be perfect. It comes from our training as our parents where they condition us that we need to do X, Y, Z. And so really, in the beginning, we strive to some sort of perfect standard that our parents give us. You know, you, you do this, you don't do that, and we get all the do's and the don'ts wrapped up in our head. And pretty soon as we go through life, we define a box of do's and don'ts. 
And if you're in the box, you're okay. And if you're out of the box, you're not okay. And it becomes this myriad of uh, judgments, a word that you'll hear us talk about so very, very often on this program. And those judgments take away from our peace. Now, opening the box is not something that can happen overnight. Because generally, we are so entrenched, enmeshed, bound, whatever word you want to use, with our ideas about what is right and wrong, that we, we, we have to cling to them. I know someone who's going to be experiencing a change soon, and someone told me, and I said, oh my gosh, that person is going to be uh, clinging to the way things are with their toenails because it's so frightening not to do things the way they were. What does that mean for me? And yet, what it means for you, frankly, is peace. And it's not a journey that begins and ends in one day. It's not like watching a television program where everything is complete in the moment. So at the end of the hour, the hour and a half, or two hours, however long it is, everything has all been wrapped up. It's not like that. It's about living a life and sometimes succeeding and sometimes failing, but experiencing the wonder and joy of just, as we discussed last week, accepting the moment as it is without having to control it, without having to change it, and, and really staying in that moment, uh, not bringing in the past to muddy it up or in an effort to clarify it, plan to do something different in the future. Because in either of those instances, you are not sitting, walking, speaking, living with your breath, joined with the breath of God. Because God is in the present. And when you decide that you're willing to open up your box, there are going to be times when you close it back up, and there are going to be times when it's closed and you don't even know it, because that's all you've ever known is that thinking. But as you just begin to let go and allow each moment... To be what it is. If someone is obstinate, you ask yourself, or in your view as being obstinate, you ask yourself, are my words going to fix this moment? Are my words going to add anything? And if you have no loving, adding words, in other words, you have nothing that is going to change the fiber of the moment, sometimes it is better to just let it be and say nothing. And I have a pat series of, of things that I hear myself saying now, like, wow, that's interesting. You know, and just letting go of judgment until the person comes to a place where I can express my feelings. And that may never come. But I can tell you that on this journey, if you just begin now, as Brian so aptly told us at the beginning, you will heal yourself. you will come to know the joy of peace around you. You will be able to let people say even the most hurtful things to you and not have to join their chaos. Just remain at peace. And that's what we're going to talk about today the beauty of imperfection because you don't have to be perfect, my friends. You don't have to always meet the mark. And sometimes, if you can just be silent and sit still and accept 
that the best is in this moment for you and that the failure that you're feeling, the imperfection that you're feeling, may actually be opening the door to a greater wonder. Then you will begin to know peace. Brian, thank you for joining me today, and how are you? I'm fantastic, Mara. I really enjoyed listening to what you have had to say about this, about accepting ourselves just as we are and not trying to be this image of perfection that many of the many people in the world have held as to what it means to be perfect. And what I want to do to help everybody out there to understand a little more what it is that Mara is saying is to give you some images to picture in your mind and some analogies to see what it is that she is saying. So let me first start off by saying that the perfection that Mara is speaking about is the idea of perfection, like she said, acting in a certain way, accomplishing certain things, holding a certain attitude and posture and whatever these ideas being passed down hold. Now, what it is like is the reverse of what life is all about. Because life is all about going with the flow, being in the moment, and letting the moment guide you and shape you, if you will, instead of you trying to shape the moment. So, the image I want to share is like a caterpillar turning into a beautiful butterfly, opening up and expanding and becoming inexperienced the beauty that it had the potential to be. But when we are trying to be perfect, as the world would declare perfection, it is being that butterfly and trying to stuff your wings into a cocoon to try to change into a simple slug or worm or whatever and reduce yourself from the ability to fly and go anywhere and do anything into simply only being able to walk, touching the ground at all times. When we are trying to achieve the perfection that the world speaks of, we are limiting ourselves, and it's painful, and we will never be happy nor satisfied. But being the perfection of who you really are is about simply... Neil Don Walsh talks about it. Everybody talks about it when it comes down to it. It's about being the presence of love. And Neil Don Walsh asks, what would love do now? That's the one thing that is perfect. Love is perfect at all times. Why? Because love is accepting. Accepting of the conditions. Accepting of the behaviors accepting of the situation. And only once you accept the situation, which of course is going with the flow, can you then be a positive tool, if you will, or a positive avenue for the, the moment to, to shift and be experienced as a more perfect moment by bringing harmony and beauty to the experience. And we can all be loving in each and every moment. And whenever you are being loving, you're being perfectly helpful in that moment. And that's the only thing we need to concentrate on in each and every moment. By asking ourselves, what would love do now? And then listening for the answer. That the answer might guide us to follow and obey, if you will, what the answer is so that we can bring into manifestation that loving act of kindness, of compassion. That is being perfect. That is being the caterpillar turning in to the butterfly. And anything else is the reverse of trying to stuff yourself 
down into a smaller experience, which cannot be fun. But yet we do that to ourselves all the time because of the conditioning, as Lana spoke of, that we've all received from the past. Because so many of us out there have believed that to stuff yourself into a cocoon is the way to be. To fit this little box. To mold yourself into this one thing, which is limited, is what life is all about. But I tell you, everyone who achieves, quote, achieves the, quote, perfection that, that the world seeks for is dying inside, is extremely unhappy. And there have been many successful, rich, wonderful people in the world who on their deathbed ask themselves, what is life all about? What was that missing piece that I didn't find? Because they go to their grave, if you will, wholly unsatisfied because they didn't find the wholeness that was within them, not in the world, not to be achieved, but to be seen and experienced, which we all can do right now, regardless of our financial stature, regardless of how much influence we have in the world regardless of how many things we have in the world, regardless of how many friends we have in the world, we are all equally able to touch this spot within us. And we'll never be able to touch that spot by trying to go out into the world to find it. We must go into our peace, find it there, and then we must release it out into the world that we too can experience it. Because to have something, you must experience it. It would be like saying, I had a million dollars in the bank, but I wasn't experiencing the ability to spend that million dollars. If it was sitting in there in the bank and I wasn't using it, do I really have it? Would that really be an experience of having a million dollars? Because someone who didn't have a million dollars in their bank and wasn't spending it, and someone who did have a million dollars in their bank and wasn't spending it, is still going to be living the same life. At the same level, if you will. So to have something is to use it. To have peace, to have love, to have joy, you must use it. You must be experiencing it. You must be sharing it. So you go into this place, you find it, you join with it, you experience it, and then you give it to others. You be from that place. You live from that place. And by living from that place, you can truly say, you have it. You can truly say, you are it. You can truly say, that life is good. We're not talking of ideas. We're not talking about more ideas of perfection. We're talking about the experience of it. So as you listen to Mara and myself each week, we know that there is something being touched deep within you. Something is catching your attention by listening to us. That's something is the space that Mara and I speak of. And we encourage you, week in and week out, to go to this place, to touch this space, and to experience for yourself this space on a daily basis. And in choosing that, you will find yourself experiencing the peace, the love, and the joy that you are. That is so true, and, and you will be letting go of not only judgment of others, but judgment of self. That is, that is just such a crucial component. You know, um, 
they're, they're, the same thoughts are found in all religions. They're just accredited to different people. And I know bits and pieces from lots of religions that, um, that just feel right. Like what I read, or I don't read, but what I say at the beginning is from Rumi. It's a Muslim statement, or excuse me. And so the, um, it's actually it's Rabia the mystic, excuse me. And it's a Muslim statement. But, the thing that I have really, really uh, clung to for years, and I don't know why it resonated in me when I was in church. I used to—I'm a Methodist by by my Christian faith, and it was um, what is said in Mark, and when Jesus was saying, "What are the most important commandments?" You know, there are ten, so what are the most important ones? And Jesus responds to the question with, love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. Just breathe in those words and love others as you love yourself. Love others as you love yourself. Let go of these judgments of not being enough and love yourself for the perfect being you are in any moment, a firm and full accumulation of every life experience you have lived. Now, we have a caller today. It's from Area Code 205, and I'm going to bring the caller in. Maybe? Let's see. It can open them up. Hi. Hi, I'm Mara. What's your name? Who, me? Yeah. Can you hear oh. me? Hi, Rudy. Yes, <laughs> I can hear you. How are you today? Okay. Oh, how do you know it's me? Uh, now, I'm doing uh, fine. Just, okay. Yeah, it's 205 because I'm using Magic Jack. I, you know, I pressed the wrong thing and I got a 205 area code now. And, and Rudy, did you want to, to speak on our program about the beauty of imperfection, or do you just want to listen? Oh, no. Uh, like, I dropped something on Nick's Facebook, because, you know, Nick is, like, into gangster rap and stuff. So there's this band called Insane Clown Posse, and they talk about miracles. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if you could play it on the station because it's like, uh, has like obscenities in it, but, hold up a second, play's going over. I'll leave on the land trip out JFK. But, you know, it's like a really uplifting messages for kids. You yeah, know, you know what, I think... What? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like, are you allowed to, you know, it has a couple curse words in it, but, you know, I can play for you. <laughs> but, you know, it's, so, real, it's really, you know, if you listen to it, it's really, you know, an uplifting idea for kids. You know, because kids, you know, like, you know, they listen to your show and they're like, oh, you know, it's too heady for me and stuff. And you know me. I always find the edge out of something. But you want to hear it? Um, sure. Go for it. Okay. Here we go. We got a theory. You see, Mike? We got a theory about magic and miracles. That's right. If magic is all we've ever known, then it's easy to miss what really goes on. But I see miracles in every way, and I see miracles every day. Oceans expanding beyond my sight, and a million stars way above them at night. You don't have to be high to look in the sky and know that's a miracle open wide. Look at the mountains, trees, the seven seas, and everything chilling underwater, please. Hot lava, snow, rain and fog, long neck giraffes and pet cats and dogs. And I've seen 85,000 people all in one room together as equal. Here magic is the birth of my kids. 
eyes on me, shit that'll shock your eyelids. The sun and the moon, and even Mars. The Milky Way, a fucking shooting star. UFOs, a river flows. Plant a little seed, and nature grows. Niagara Falls in the pyramids. Everything you believed in as kids. Fucking rainbows, after it rains, there's enough miracles here to blow your brain. I fed a fish to a pelican at Bristol Bank. I tried to eat my cell phone, he ran away. song too because it's it's there's no right word i think folks when we shut our ears because someone is using a word that makes us it doesn't fit in our box we may lose the benefit of the message that the person is saying around the word yeah because you know these guys are using you know like obscenities and it's like oh they have no, you know, like people just tune in. But, you know, meanwhile, they're sending the positive messages to the kids. To kids who are using the word. Whether we, yeah, you, you know, know, even if we, <laughs> yeah, they are. Kids are using the word. And the reality is it is a miracle. And all around us we are surrounded by miracles. And uh, and keeping our eyes open to see it, whether it's the stars at night, you know, a smile on our kids' face, the giggle in their voice, uh, the way the sun is sparkling on the trees around me right now, uh, having Rudy call in. (laughs) (laughs) It's a miracle. It really is, folks. Brian, did you have something to say here? Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you playing that, Rudy, and coming on and showing what it is that you had to share. And I, what I want to say was we can see that, you know, for some kids, as you say, Rudy, they need to hear that message from that band because they identify so strongly with that kind of music that when, like, if they were to listen to this show, they would be so bored and they'd just be like, I don't want to listen to this. This isn't anything that I don't even understand what they're talking about and so on and so forth. And so they're just going to be zoned out trying to listen to us. But if they are looking up to that band and that band is sending out a positive message, even though it might be encased within the profanities that they were using, it's still touching something deep within them because there are miracles all around them. And in fact, there are many songs that I've listened to on the radio that I might not necessarily listen to for my own pleasure. But I hear it on the radio and I know that everybody else is listening to it and deep within the song, there is a positive message, just like that song. And it might be by some yeah. famous person that many other people are listening to, and they don't even recognize that they're hearing a positive message because they just like the, the singer so much that they just like the voice and maybe the, the personality or whatever. But as more and more singers and more and more artists, no matter what genre they come from, are embedding these songs in because they are, because the spirit is everywhere and it's infusing and touching every aspect of life, 
we're, everybody needs a different uh, messenger, if you will. Mar and I are messengers. I'm sure you are as well, Rudy. And this band that you just played for us is a messenger as well as every other band. As, as Am I so right? And everybody. Hello, Michael. Yeah. Okay. Yes, in you're response, still on. Yeah. Okay. In response to him, you know, like if you look back, like uh, forty years ago, you know, Jimi Hendrix, you know, was like uh, uh, with Voodoo Child, you know, he was quoting stuff from the Bible, you know. Uh, I stand up next to a mountain, chop it down with the edge of my hand, you know. There was always spirituality in music. But, you know, it's like, uh, you still there, dude? Yeah, he's yeah, there. We're all here. Yeah, so, okay, you know, there's always been a spirituality, you know, with rock and, you know, like, well, rap when it first came out was all crap. It was like my Adidas and stuff. That was commercialism. But, you know, well, when the real musicians got a hold of the genre, you know, hey, they... Got into you know because uh, I think uh, what's his name uh, damn Ned Hentoff wrote about jazz you know he had this great article about how jazz was you know uh, the only culture America really had and you know jazz you know derives from the uh, Negro spirituals and stuff and it was always. It was always spirituality. If you, if you listen to Coltrane, you know, or, you know, any jazz, you know, old jazz dudes, you know, you can feel it. Blues, you can feel it. You know, it, it's like there's a certain spirituality behind the music. You know, they'd have, you know, these like, you know, like original R&B was, you know, about sex, you know, it was sexual, but there was still a spirituality behind. It. And maybe, just maybe, that's because the spirit is really in everything. I think that that when if we can start looking at ourselves as connected, and maybe that's really at the core what Brian and I are talking and, and Rudy has added in his thoughts today is at its core we are all connected but somehow in our minds the Hindus call it Maya Maya is we are um, we have a sense of disconnection and what we're trying to help everyone come to is a place of connection and and where they actually can feel their breath joined with the breath of God and a sense of being a part of the whole. In in essence, it's like, you know what, this person, I'm going to tell you something, if it's going to make a difference in a week, I'm probably not going to stay silent. And believe me, I've had my times. I've had my lessons. I've had my feet in the fire when I didn't stay silent, and I was not happy with who I was, folks. I I am not happy with a period of my life and who I was, how I responded, how I lost myself. And But I can say to you that during those times when it's going to make a difference in a week, then no one's asking you to sit back and not talk about love and about a loving solution. Uh, or And sometimes perhaps you are not going to be in love because that's why you're not perfect in your individual form. But this is a journey to recognizing we are all connected. And when you come to that place, and I've talked about this before, about someone who would come in my office, and when she sat down across from me, I could feel my defenses going up. Anyone else out there ever been in that spot? I mean, there was nothing I could say from my mouth, nothing that was not going to elicit some sort of aggressive response from her. 
And during, and that's what brought me to that Rabia the Mystic quote. And I, I have this little glass. Um, Rudy, I'm just going to put you on uh, mute for a minute, and I'll come back because we can hear you moving around. So I'm just going to okay. put you on mute. Anyway, as I was, um, I would, I had, I had this little glass card holder. Don't ask me why I have cards when I work in-house, but they give you cards, so I put them in this little holder. But on the, facing me, on facing everybody else are my business cards. Facing me was that quote, on a mountain in a valley, I see only God. It was something to remind me I'm connected to this person. I'm a part of her. And as believe it or not, I mean, as I worked on that realization, the miracle happened that I started just realizing that for some reason she needs to work out what she needs to work out, but I don't have to be a part of it. I don't have to be a part of it. And what a huge realization. Gigantic. Now that was the miracle. The realization that I don't have to be a part of it. But I am always, my friends, a part of her. So if I really, really don't like what she's doing, am I, it's like asking yourself, because Brian used some beautiful visuals there, and I really believe in butterflies and transformation. I believe every time a butterfly passes your path that that is God speaking to you about the change that is within you. But do you teach your child not to hit by hitting? There's no greater connection than between you and your child, your offspring. Do you teach them not to hit by hitting? Do you teach them not to shout by shouting? That's not to say we don't all probably do all of those things. But the question left in our minds is, are they reflecting us or are we reacting to them? I do have an answer in my own mind. There are times when I had my children at home that I did lose it. There are times when I've lost it with my grandchildren. But when all is said and done, The times that I am the most proud of are the times when I've modeled love, the times when I've listened, the times when I've been open to hear their thoughts so that they have some place to talk to, and so that no matter what their tone of voice is, I look to control the tone by my voice. that I've learned a lot in life and it has been a journey. But I truly believe that when we begin and as we begin to accept the miracle that we are all connected, that a gentleness comes into our lives. And we can regret the past or we can say, I needed to experience all of those moments to get to this moment. So although every part of the past may not have fit into the box of, that I would have liked, the reality is I would not be who I am had I not lived all of those things. Brian, did would you like to, to talk a bit? And then I can bring Rudy back on. Maybe I'll have his coffee done. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I just wanted to come back to what you were talking about at the beginning about not joining them in that space. And that's exactly what I was speaking about earlier when I was speaking about love. Because when someone might be acting inappropriately, 
because it, let me first say that everybody's doing the best they can with what, with what they've got. Somebody listening to that music that we listened to earlier, for some, they might look at that and, and say, that person's not very cool, not very nice, not, not a friendly person. But for them, that's where they're at, whether that's a, a friendly state or not. That's where they're at. And for anyone to lay a judgment upon where that person's at and the, the music that they listen to and how that defines them is using judgment just as much as that person is using judgment and listening to that music and so on and so forth. So if you join them in the space of judgment, then you are doing the same thing that that person is doing, just in a different way. And yeah. the way I like to, to speak about it is, I, I think I used this analogy last week. Let's, let us say that the, the world of perfection, the ideas and concepts and definitions of what perfection is, is like an apple. And you can squeeze an apple, you can dice it up all day long, any different way you want to, and in the end, you're still going to be left with an apple, and you're still going to be left with apple juice. And if you have an orange, you can dice it up and squeeze it, and all you're going to get is orange juice from it. And orange juice is never going to produce apple juice, and apples are never going to produce orange juice. And judgment is always going to be give you apples. doesn't matter what way you're judging, what area you're judging in, whether your judgment is a better judgment than someone else's, to judge is to judge. And if you're judging, you're, you're just as bad off as the other person who's judging. And that's why love is the healing agent. Because like I said before, love is accepting of all things. So if you're truly accepting someone who might not be at a high state of awareness, if you will, listening to music that isn't uh, giving a positive message, then you're, then you're joining that person in that space, not joining them in judgment, but joining them in essence, in spirit, because you've come to them. When you're coming to someone in judgment, it's like putting on a suit, and it's not who you are. And they're wearing a suit, so it's not who they are. So it's two suits talking and interacting. And suits are always going to find conflict. But spirit is only one. So spirit is never going to be in conflict. And there is a spirit within all of us and within everything. So when you're coming from spirit, you're going to be able to actually touch their spirit and be a meaningful, effective presence. But you can only do that by accepting, by putting down your suit, that they too might put down theirs. But you can't. It's kind of like what you can't say to someone, put your suit down while you're wearing your suit. You have to be the one yeah. who has put your suit. You you're right. Be, don't point while you're pointing at them, because that's telling them pointing is acceptable. You have to first come to spirit yourself, come from love yourself, and then you're not joining them in the judgment, in the conflict. You're offering them peace by being there first, and then they too can choose it for themselves. Yes, yes, that is so true. You know, this has been an interesting, interesting program, Brian. We only have 16 minutes left, and I think that's just enough time for us to do a meditation as we go out. Um, I, this has been a very moving show. I will come back on and let Rudy, I will bring Rudy back on to say goodbye when we're finished with our meditation. But, um, Brian, I'm going to just lead a really quick little one, and then... I'm going to uh, go ahead and and ask you. I, I think I'm going to use heaven and earth spirits, uh, and then we will probably use solar wind, interstellar. That'll that'll be a little bit longer. So, um, just because the music is going doesn't mean the show is is flowing. Do you want me to give you a signal? No, I will do it. Okay. Good, then here we go. Heaven and earth spirits, come. Join your breath with God. Let's all breathe in deeply and know 
that you are a wonderful gem in the ring of life. That you are circling the earth. And as you're pulling in your breath, feel the wonder of you and believe that you make a difference. That you matter. That you are of value. And know that no matter what you do to celebrate God's love around you, you are enough just as you are. And I'd like you to reach out as you're bringing in your breath. Reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God beside you. And as you do that, feel the electric energy of God in your hand. And know that you are enough just as you are for God without an intermediary in between to hold your hand. Breathing in, I am loved. Breathing out, I am enough. Sit there for a minute holding hands with God. just you and God. Allow yourselves to remember that feeling. Cellularly imprinted. And know that that feeling is there for you at any time. You don't know what to say or do. Just reach your hand out and take the hand of God. God will help you. I like to call God love. So, as we're joining now our circle together, I want you to reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of another listener's God of love. Because there is not two of us who share exactly the same image, the same feeling. But there is one thing that is true that love, when you take another listener's God's hand, it feels the same for you. This is a world that we live in, composed of individual unique parts of God. All of us living together to come to a place of recognition it's not a perfect journey to that place we'll go through ins and outs ups and downs There'll be times when we recognize ourselves and times when we don't. But at all times, God is there waiting to take your hand, waiting to lead you forward. If you just invite love in, It's all about love. It's all about joy. It's all about God.
with your heart, your mind, and your soul. As you're breathing in and joining your breath with God, knowing you are loved, As you blow out that conjoined breath, feel the peace of knowing you are enough. There's no perfect formula. There's no magic, magic answer. It's a miracle. It's truly a miracle. That we are working to recognize together. One by one. Starting with ourselves. Brian. It's all about love. It is all about peace. It is all about joy. And these things, right now, are within us. And right now, we can choose to join with these experiences within us. And right now is the only time that we can choose to join with this space. That does not mean that right now is our only window of opportunity. And if we don't do it now, we're locked out forever. No. All it means is right now, when you think of this, when you remember that the opportunity is there, and that you can seize the moment and join with the space, only time that you can do so. And every time that you do that, what you're doing is inviting into your life and into your experience of life more love, more peace, and more joy. So let us take these last few minutes of the show to take the time right now to invite in love, peace, and joy that we can become one with it and experience more of it. And in the experience of it, find everything that we are truly looking for within our lives. Breathing slowly and deeply. Relaxing and letting go. Feeling yourself sinking deep within. Feeling an energy within you a vibration of peace engulfing you as you let go of the walls that you put up, the barriers that hold back this experience. Let them down. Let them go. And feel the peace that surround you now in their absence. 
remain in the space and see for yourself that love, peace, and joy are available to you if you just open yourself up to them by letting go of your ideas and concepts of how and what life should be and instead let life tell you how it is and I tell you now that life left to its own devices if you will can only produce love peace and joy Let it be, and you will see for yourself that this is true. Relaxing and opening up, you join with the beauty of life, the beauty of love, the beauty of God itself. This is beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. So beautiful. Let me put Rudy back on. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today for your being with me all the time. I appreciate it very much. Rudy, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's very appreciated. Okay, here's an outro song. And you will appreciate it. When I celebration of music, which has been nice. Indeed. So, listeners, uh, we look forward to, we actually have some time here. Uh, I think we have a clearer show today, a clearer sounding show, because we're coming from Los Angeles, California, and since Brian and I both live in California, that's nice. We have a new call-in number, which is giving a, a clearer, cleaner sound, I believe. I'm pleased that you all are all with us. Thank you for joining us again. We look forward to talking to you next week. And until that time, may peace be with you. And please remember, you are uniquely created and divinely inspired. Brian? And always remember, always remember, that in every moment, you can choose for love, you can choose for peace, and you can choose for joy. And let it be.
Absolutely. Let it be. I wake up to the sound of music. Thank you, Rudy. Take care. Yeah. Peace be with you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, thank you very much. Good show. Yes, it was. Thank you, Maya. And thank you, Rudy. Be blessed. Namaste. Blessings to you. Namaste. Namaste.